0: Thank you for tuning in to Weathering the Storm Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. That's scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, our goal is to help us weather the storms of life by looking to and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. Here is your host, Drew Suttles.
1: Hello and welcome to Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by looking to and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. I'm your host Drew Suttles. I thank you so much for listening in today as we conclude Season 1 of Weathering the Storm on the Scattered Abroad Network. I want to thank everyone for listening in this season, and I hope and pray that all these episodes have been helpful to you, beneficial to you in your walk with the Lord and I certainly appreciate everyone who has given us a, a good rating on the podcast app, who has uh, been giving us uh, shares and likes each week. We just really, really appreciate all of that, as it is our goal to bring glory to God through the spreading of the gospel. And so, again, we appreciate everyone uh, who has been taking the time to listen and to like and to share. And, and certainly we appreciate the prayers that you've offered on our behalf I'm just super humbled and honored to be able to do this, thankful to the Lord for giving me the opportunity for the tools, the resources for the people that's in my life that's helped me along the way, and just very, very grateful to be able to record this podcast in hopes of bringing glory to Him and spreading the gospel of His dear Son. On that note, if you haven't already, please go to our website, scatteredabroad.org. Go and like us on Facebook, find us on Instagram, subscribe to our email list, and above all, please pray for our effort as we are hoping and praying that this will be a very positive thing as we strive to spread the gospel through this avenue of a podcast. Again, this is the concluding episode of Season 1, and in this season, we've been looking at biblical examples of individuals who face the storms of life, and were able to weather them by placing their trust in God. We began this season by looking at the examples of those in the Old Testament. We went all the way back to Noah, and we kind of walked through the Old Testament to look at some of our heroes of faith and see how they were able to weather the storm. For example, we looked at Noah, then we looked at Abraham. We discussed Joseph and Moses and Joshua. We even got into the prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Habakkuk looking at the examples of those who faced difficult times but were able to weather the storm to give us the encouragement that we need to do the same. In these last few episodes, we've been in the New Testament, and we've looked at the examples of John the Immerser, Peter. We just concluded a two-part series on the Apostle Paul. But now we come to the greatest example that that we have, and one who has faced a lot of storms but was able to weather them, in fact, one who went through the storm and came out on the other side victorious. And of course, I am referring to the King of kings and Lord of lords, Jesus Christ, the Son of a living God. It is a true privilege and honor to record this podcast today. And I hope and pray that I will bring glory to God through this, and I hope that I will help you to draw closer to the Savior. As we begin, I want to invite your attention to Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. In this text, we get a a small glimpse of what our Lord would have to face as He left heaven, emptied Himself, humbled Himself, took on the form of a servant, was made in the likeness of men, who became poor that we might become rich, who came to this earth that He created, only to be despised and rejected by men that He came to save. Let's begin in this great chapter to see what kind of storms our Lord would face. Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness, and when we see him there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. All we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people he was stricken. They made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death, because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He is put into grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear. Their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the great. He shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul unto death. He was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. That chapter gives us a picture of the storms that Jesus would face. I want to share with you four ways four storms that he faced. And then I want us to think about how he was able to weather those storms. And then finally, we want to look at the application. What can we learn as we look unto Jesus that will help us to weather the storms that we may face in this life? In the first place, we notice that our Lord was despised, rejected, and betrayed by the ones he came to save. We find in John one eleven that he came unto his own and his own Received him not. Over 300 prophecies in the Old Testament about the coming Messiah, and they missed it. He was right in front of them, and they missed it. In Mark chapter 3 and verse 6, we read that the Pharisees and religious leaders departed to to discuss how they would destroy him. Notice the key word there is how. They already determined they wanted to kill him. They wanted to destroy him. The only question now was how were they going to do it? And, of course, they did so unlawfully. They did so deceitfully. They did so with an evil agenda, an evil motive to crucify the Son of God. In Matthew 23, 37, we know that this affected Jesus. This was a storm that he had to face because we see him lamenting over the city, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I would have gathered you like a hen to other chicks, but you would not. Look at what you've done to the prophets. Look at what you've done to all those who my Father has sent and now look at how you're rejecting me in the second place. Our Lord was tempted and tried by Satan in Matthew chapter four. We read about this temptation, and this is right after our Lord obeyed uh, the Lord the, his father's commands to fulfill all righteousness when he was baptized. By John and Jordan, Matthew three, but now we see him in Matthew four, and Satan's wasting no time; he's coming right after him. He tempts him with the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, and the lust of the eyes. First John two fifteen or seventeen, but our Lord triumphs, and he answers three times, "It is written," showing the power of the Word of God over the attempt by Satan to get Jesus to fall. In Hebrews 4.15, we read that Jesus was tempted in all points like as we are, yet without sin. You want to talk about a storm? Jesus, the very Son of God, was faced with all kinds of temptation. Again, Hebrews 4.15, we just noticed. In all ways like we are, and yet He endured it, no sin whatsoever. Number three, Jesus was cursed and crucified with hatred. They cursed him, they mocked him, they hated him, and they did so with hatred. I want us to go very quickly to Mark chapter 15. Mark chapter 15, and let's just read this together and think about the hatred that was present when our Lord was crucified. Again, a a storm that he had to face. Mark chapter 15, it begins with Jesus facing Pilate. Pilate asked him, are you king of the Jews? He said, it is as you say. Yes, I am. Of course, John's account, John 18, 36, he says, but my kingdom is not of this world. He takes the place of Barabbas, beginning in verse 6. Let's begin there in verse 12. Pilate answered and said to them, what then do you want me to do with him who you call the king of the Jews? They cried out again, crucify him. Then Pilate said to them, Why? What evil has he done? But they cried out, All the more! Crucify him! So Pilate, wanting to gratify the crowd, released Barabbas to them, and he delivered Jesus, after he had scourged him to be crucified. Then the soldiers led him away into the hall called Praetorium. They called together the whole garrison. They clothed him with purple. They twisted a crown of thorns, put it on his head. They began to salute him, Hail, King of the Jews! Then they struck him on the head with a reed. They spat on him, and bowing the knee, they worshipped him. And when they had mocked him, they took the purple off of him, put his own clothes on him, and led him out to crucify him. Can you imagine what Jesus had to go through Not just the physical trauma and the agony, but the emotional pain of looking at these individuals and listening to them, enduring all of this mocking and hatred, and yet he's about to die for them. Brethren and friends, you want to talk about weathering the storm? No one's ever faced the storms that Jesus did. Not to that magnitude, not to that depth number four, as we think about the storms that he faced, and really we want to make the transition to how he was able to do it, it's because he stayed true to his mission, and he stayed true to his Father. In Luke chapter 22, we have a very powerful scene of our Lord in the Garden of Gethsemane. And as he's praying to the Father, he said, Father, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me. If there's any other way I can, I can do this for the world, let me do it, please. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. In John 8 and verse 29, we read that Jesus always did, always did, the will of his Father. No one else can say that. Jesus could. In John 17, we had the Lord's Prayer recorded. As he goes to his Father and says, I have finished your work. I have done that for which you sent me to do. In Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 8 we read that though he were a son yet he learned obedience by the things that he suffered. He obeyed his father. He stayed true to him. Paul said let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God he didn't think it robbery to be equal with God but he emptied himself. He gave his life. He was obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Philippians 2, 5 through 8. Jesus went through so much. He faced so much. But he was able to weather the storm, and he serves as the perfect example for us. In fact, Peter said we are to follow in Jesus' steps, 1 Peter two twenty one, And that's in the context of suffering. Again, we will never experience the persecution Jesus did, not to that extent, not to that degree. But we as his followers, as his disciples, we ought to expect to be despised and rejected as he was. Jesus told his disciples, you will be hated by all men for my name's sake, Matthew ten twenty-two. On one occasion he said, no servant is greater than his master. So if our master, if our Lord had to go through that, why do we think that we're going to get a free pass? In John 15 and verse 18, we read, Jesus said, If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. The Lord, uh, the world hates our Lord. The world hates Jesus and everything he stands for. And so when we live for him, we ought to expect to be hated as well. But then listen to this in John sixteen, thirty three. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. You will have trials. You will go through difficulties. You will have storms. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. As we think about Jesus, as we close out this season, as we, as we really try to bring it all home together, here's the ultimate example of one who faced the ultimate storms, but one who was able to come through these storms triumphantly. The one who stands victorious. What can we learn from him? How can we apply these things to our lives? I'm going to share four ways, and then this lesson is yours. Number one, we need to be true to the mission. We need to be true to the mission. Again, our Lord, he he was true to the mission no matter what he faced. He stayed true to the Father's timetable. He stayed true to the message he was to proclaim. And he stayed true even in the face of death as he was nailed to that cross. He was doing his Father's will. What is our mission? You ever thought about that? What is our mission as followers of Jesus Christ? And I believe the answer is found in Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Therefore, let your good works be seen of men. Why? Let your light so shine before men. Why? That they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Our mission is to bring glory to God, to bring souls to the Lord, and to use the abilities and opportunities we have to say, don't look at us. Look at the one who created us. Look at the Father. That's what Jesus did. And that's what helped him to weather the storm. And that's what will help us be true to the mission. Number two, be faithful to the message. Be faithful to the message. Jesus proclaimed truth. People didn't want to hear it. But he proclaimed truth. He did so in love. You think about those who followed him very very closely. Think about Stephen. He proclaimed the truth. He proclaimed the message. What about Paul? He proclaimed the message. They threw him in prison. They stoned him. Let's be faithful to the message no matter what. Like Paul said, let's say, I'm, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God and the salvation to everyone who believes. The Jew first, also to the Greek, Romans 1.16. May we never be ashamed, but may we be faithful to the message. Number three, let's be loving to the masses. Let's be loving to the masses. You know, we just read that description in Mark 15 of all that Jesus went through and how they hated him. And what did he say? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. What a statement of love and compassion from our Lord. Jesus said, I say unto you, love your enemies. Pray for those who despitefully use you. And oh, how our world needs to hear that. Let's be loving to the masses like our Lord was. But Fourth and finally, if we want to weather the storms of life, Let's be completely and totally submissive to our Master and to our Maker. Jesus was completely faithful to His Father, humbled Himself and submitted to His will. And we must do the same if we want to be pleasing to God, if we want to be saved in the end. Jesus said, Not everyone who says unto me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven, Matthew seven twenty one. Again, I, I, I reference Hebrews 5, 8, and 9. Though he were a son, yet he learned obedience by the things that he suffered. And listen to this. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto who? Unto all them that obey him. We need to be submissive to our maker and our master that we may be able to weather the storm. Friends, again, I appreciate you so much for listening in this season. And I hope and pray that as we've brought this season to a close that we've looked at the ultimate example in Jesus and that we will always keep our eyes on Him, looking unto Him, not the storm. And that will help us to get through whatever life has to throw our way. In these closing moments, I do want to give you a preview for Season 2 of Weathering the Storm on the Scattered Abroad Network. We've noticed in all all three of these previous seasons weathering the storm of, or weathering the storm uh, like. But now we want to consider weathering the storm with. And in our next season of Weathering the Storm, we're going to have guests on the show, and I'm very excited about that. And we're going to look at several ways that we can weather the storm. Do it. Do so with hope. Do so with trust. Do so with perseverance. And on that note, if you have an idea for a topic, if you have a title that you would like to hear or a text you would like to be discussed, please reach out to us. And we would love to love to do that for you. But I'm looking forward to next season, looking forward to having those guests with me. And certainly I'm looking forward to more and more people listening, not because it's me, but because it's the Word of God being proclaimed. And all glory and honor goes to Him. I hope and pray that this season has helped you. I hope it will help you in the future. To weather the storms that you may face. Brethren and friends, let's make sure we look unto the Lord. Let's stay strong and let's all weather the storm. Thank you and may God bless you.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at the Scattered Abroad Network at gmail.com. That's the Scattered Abroad Network at gmail.com. Remember, You can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ, even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.